there, family. What's good, good people? It's Wednesday. Hallelujah. Almost a Friday. Amen. Praise the Lord for being almost the weekend. Yes. So how you been, Y2K? I've been good. You're going to introduce the, the show to the peoples? You're going to let them know what's going on? So, <laughs> those of you, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you, see, you see why I need her, right? <laughs> Start this all over again. So, welcome, family. Welcome to the Millennial Mom and her Y2K podcast, where we are talking all things about life, relationships, politics, culture, comedy, sports, you name it, we talking about it. And so let me introduce you to my partner in crime, my AKA mini me, my AKA ladybug, my AKA Y2K. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. <laughs> Ready to be done with this year, this school year. But <sighs> good, very, very good. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, mama's good. You know, you know, I always have to do that internal check, right? When yes, ask like I've I've committed myself to make sure that I don't just blurt out, I'm good. Yeah. Actually checking to see if I'm good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm good. You know, it's it's the usual. It's a it's a busy time with work. Yes. Uh, you know, your brother and your sister and dad and, you know, so it's just, it's always just juggling those things and wearing those hats. Oh my God. Oh my God. So many hats, so many hats. Um, but actually, yes, doing really, really good. Um, excited about, you know, some opportunities coming up. Mama's got some panels lined up. Yep. yep. Uh, be a little little bit on the road uh, come this summer with work and talking and, you know, you know the drill. Um, but I'm looking forward um, to all of it. The weather's finally nice. Um, yes. Go get these feet. Go get these you know, feet done. You know, we're going to run today outside. You did. Sure did. Really? Yep. I would recommend that to anyone listening or watching. If the weather's nice where you're at, please take an outdoor run or walk. It, it, it'll, I don't know. I feel enlightened. Like, I feel like I just, I learned new things about myself and about the world around me. So Aww. if you have the time and the energy that I know we all busy, I know we all got a lot going on, but take a little nature walk or a little nature run and just, just enjoy the world around you. Like it's so nice. The weather has just been beautiful. So. Yes. And the reason that you have that feeling like, Oh, I feel so good. Those are those lovely endorphins that kick in yes. when we work out. Mm -hmm. It's me sitting here, workout gear, because I knew <laughs> if I didn't go ahead and get in my clothes, <laughs> I After probably this, you won't go. <laughs> you know your mother. I was gonna, honest. Very honest. Yes. That's very, I was going to hit it and lay down or get in front of my computer and mm -hmm do some work but i was mm -hmm. like no change now soon as we're done i'm gonna go for me a little 
light act not a run outside because it's dark now but i'm gonna get me a little workout in get me a little sweat on um which actually helps you me also rest it actually helps me sleep once i'm done you take a shower you get clean it actually is also something that can be really soothing a little bit before bedtime um so mm. look already giving out nice little health tips um so like i feel like every week it's always <laughs> multiple some, some mess yeah i hate to use the word mess but that's kind of that's the reality of it like there's a lot going on there's a lot of points that we want to hit we're gonna try and keep it uh, a little more brief today than usual because i know yeah. we everybody again like i said busy busy time of the year so yeah. <clears throat> lots of things to hit on i'm gonna just start uh with i think one of the biggest things we talked about it but like there's a couple things so um I'm going to start by talking about um, Ralph, um, Yarl, who, um, did she leave? Child, anyway. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to start by talking about, okay, I'm going to start by talking about Ralph, Yarl, and that whole situation um, that took place in, uh, what, what state was this? It was in Missouri, right outside Missouri. of Kansas. Right. So if you haven't heard or you don't know what's going on with that, so this um, 16-year-old boy who was brothers to uh, two younger um, Black boys was going to pick up his brothers from a house um, that was literally like down the street. It was like maybe two or three minutes away from where he actually stayed. And his uh, parent, I'm assuming, just was like, oh, go get your brothers from their little hangout session and, and bring them back here. So he goes... Uh, mind his business to go and get his siblings and accidentally, you know, like sometimes when you're in a new area or, you know, you walking down the street and you're like, oh, I think it's this house, but it might be the next house down. Let me just walk up real fast. See if this, this one, if it's not, I'll keep it pushing. Walks up to this house and is shot for no other reason than him being black and the color of his skin. So obviously there's a lot of people who are up in arms. Fortunately, he um, is still here with us um, by a miracle, by God, whatever it is that you uh, believe in, he is still here um, trying to hopefully heal and get better. But there's obviously a lot of people who are up in arms and have a lot to say just in regards to this continued brutality towards Black people when we are just trying to exist and be ourselves in spaces that should be allowed. We should be able to make a mistake about a house that we're walking up to, similar to we should be able to go on a run or we should be able to, be able to sleep in our beds or walk down the street. It's just, you know, so it's just another one of those stories that hits you right in the heart or the chest because these things that happen to us all too often um, just remind us of how much work we have to do in this country. 100%. And I'm glad you started there because like you said, there's so many things going on. But, and as I think for as, as much as we may want to, let's say, not have to focus on it because it's like, oh, this is another one, right? Another time that this has happened. But we can't afford to do that. Um, I, there's already, I think, enough kind of desensitization, if you will, to these things, that they don't make headlines as much as they used to. 
Um, because again, it's just like, like there's so many things happening. You know, it's hard to cut through all the noise of everything on top right. of just your own daily life, right? Right. Um, but we do have to make sure that we're taking the time to not gloss over stories like these, to figure out how we need to get involved, to figure out how we can use whatever platforms um, that we have to our disposal because as you pointed out, this was a 16 year old child. This was not a grown man. This was not a violent offender, right? Cause we know they like to throw those tropes out there when these types of things happen to, to go into the background um, of the individual who was, was shot, right? Um, that this was not that case. Um, and in the span of this happening, we've also had two other shootings um, that have involved young people making a routine error, pulling up into a driveway because you need to turn around because maybe you turned down the wrong street. I know mm -hmm. I've done plenty of times. Young girl in New York shot group of uh, cheerleaders in Texas mistakenly go to the wrong vehicle. Again, many of us in a rush, you're leaving the store, don't really remember it exactly kind of where you park, and you go to a car that looks exactly like yours. You don't really realize it maybe to you. Again, you're on it and you're like, oh, this is not mine, right? Shot, killed. In addition to the racial implications of, of these shootings. And the one in New York, I think that actually involved a young white girl. But again, there's also this issue that we have that we're refusing as a country to address. And that is this country's affinity with guns and right. the easy access to them, mm -hmm. right? There are almost a majority of the states in this country that have laws that are considered to be open carry. Mm -hmm. um, meaning that you can carry a firearm, there's little to no need or requirement for a permit to have it, to own it, um, registration to even get a gun license is lacking. Um, when even when that is required. And then mm -hmm. even in some of these states, you are permitted to not only carry openly, but you can also carry it concealed, again, without a permit. Mm -hmm. So I think that simultaneously, there are multiple things happening when we look at all of these shootings. And we have to figure out how do we, A, do better about protecting our children, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's first and foremost. I mean, I, obviously everybody with the, you know, but when you start looking at teenagers who, again, like you said, something as simple as saying, hey, go around the corner to pick up your brother and your sister. You punch it into a GPS because maybe you're not familiar with where it is, or again, the addresses were so similar 
One was street, one was terrace. We have that. We live on court, but there's mm-hmm. also a drive. There's also a terrace, right? Mm-hmm. Mail gets sent to the wrong place. Um, there is no justification for that type of lethal, you know, ramifications for knocking on a door. Like you, you won't know it because you're not old enough, but me and my generation, like we definitely remember Jehovah's Witnesses coming through the projects. They were predominantly white. Our projects obviously was predominantly black. They're coming, not even just one. It's like two, three of them at a time. They come in knocking on doors in the projects, in the hood, knocking on doors like policemen. Mm-hmm. I cannot recall Jehovah's Witnesses getting shot and coming in, coming into black neighborhoods. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, to me, it harkens to, you know, and then when you hear, oh, I was afraid and scared for my life and it really harkens me. And then we, and we can kind of, you know, move on to the, uh, to the next thing. Cause obviously it's, it's so much, but it really always harkens to me, James Baldwin, right. In, and what he basically, you know, stated and referred to is that, you know, you have, you know, non-Black people in this country <laughs> who have an irrational fear of Black people. And it's irrational because if you look in the totality, right, of our existence, of our coexistence, <laughs> right, if there's anyone who should fear Anyone else, anyone else, you would think it would be us. Right. But instead you have this reverse, you know, and, and, you know, I don't, I don't know how we go about fixing that. I don't know how we go about addressing that, but I do know, and I do challenge everyone to really think about whatever it is that you could do. It was a beautiful thing to see his students, to see his peers marching and protesting. I love to see those kids come out and do that, Mm -hmm. right? Next week, the NFL is going to descend on Kansas City because that's where the draft is going to be. I need them to say something. You know that that's not happening. I know they're not, but I, I want to put that out there. I need, when you have the mayor saying, this was race. This has racial implications to it, mm-hmm. right? The the mayor of of this town, right? We have to stop putting out empty statements of condolences. Promises. Yeah, empty statements of we don't condone. Um, we, <laughs> you know, this is we, not a reflection of right. We have to stop putting statements out like that. And we have to now start putting action into what we are saying, right? Right. I can't think of a more powerful moment when you're coming literally a week from now. Well, tomorrow will be a week from now. We're on that stage where you're going to have millions and millions and millions of eyeballs on you to say something, to say that the gun violence in this country 
has to end, that we have to protect our kids, that we have to, you know, that we need to learn to love and see each other as as human beings who yeah. should have a right to exist. I think yeah, with a lot of these situations and shootings, I mean, not even just talking about the ones that are racially motivated, but just in, you know, schools, the shooting that just occurred in Nashville, there's just a lot of disregard for human life. And now it's affecting children as well. I mean, again, in any case, a disregard for human life is wrong. But when you have people who are setting aside the lives of children who have done no wrong because they have not been here long enough to do any wrong, that's, I think, when you, you start to realize that we genuinely have a problem in this country. And yes, it's a problem with guns. And yes, it's a problem with racism. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is people not recognizing other people as human beings. There's just a complete lack of humanity and life. And to, again, your point of making statements and trying your best to be active and to say things that you think people want to hear in a, in a moment of tragedy, that's all fine and good and dandy. But end of the day, that's not going to bring these children back. It's not going to heal him after he was just, you know, traumatically injured this way. It doesn't do anything for anyone. This is make no change. There's nothing that we gain from the statements and the my condolences and the, this is not a reflection of, we don't get anything from that. So I think again, to your point, we just need more people, more prominent people with a lot of pull to, to step up and be like, okay, we have a problem because again, me and you can, can speak on it all the time. There's millions of people, the people at his school who rallied around him to protest, they can speak on it all day long. But if there's no powerful voice backing that, it goes nowhere. We'll forget about it in the next week when something else happens. Yeah. And not just the powerful voices, thinking about the solutions, smart, common sense, practical things that we can do. And I think that's going to, I think a lot of what we'll end up talking about on this podcast that you all will find and see is that it is always going to have some kind of tie to how we are exercising our obligation to vote. We can be mad at the fact that those laws that I just mentioned, they don't get on the books on their own, right? They don't get on the books without some council, without some vote having to have taken place, right? And those are typically by your local people that's it's, it's not a there's no federal law saying that we have to we can carry openly. Right. These are your state, local, county, city laws that are allowing mm -hmm. individuals to simply walk around with a firearm and then also at the same time. There's a threat to you. Shoot. And there's no ramifications for that. You know, the stand your ground. And you have a lot of those same stand your ground laws plus the open carry laws with little to no permits and or licensure needed, right? You're, those are occurring in a lot of states. And they're also occurring in states that have long histories of poor racial and ethnic interactions right mm -hmm. 
I will, I will leave it there. And that's a, that's going to always be a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's calling it out, but it's also saying we can come to the table that we should be smart enough as a people in the 21st century to be able to say, we can let you still have your right to bear arms, still let you be able to, you know, own as many guns as your heart content, right? We should still be able to do that. And at the same time, still be able as a parent to feel safe when I send my kid to school, to still feel safe that if I get lost and need to turn around in someone's driveway, then pull all the way in, I'm pulling to the edge of your of your driveway. Please don't shoot, right? Um, I, I just I, I, you know, the 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 human in me, the optimist in me, wants to just believe that w we can do it. I, I think it's just we have to get the right people in the right places and in the right positions of power and the positions of authority. I think to actually make these things happen and we need to move mm -hmm. those who want to say, this is um, it's a mental health thing. You know, when we have a mass shooting, oh, it's a mental health issue. I have bipolar disorder and I can guarantee you and, and access to firearms can guarantee you I am of no threat to go and shoot up a school. Um, you know, and that, that again, that only adds to the stigma for those around who people with mental health disorders. Right? Yes. It's just like, okay, well, you know, instead of, again, trying to really acknowledge what the issues are, let's pawn it off <laughs> and, and put it on something else, um, which is lazy. I'm just going to state that. That's just lazy. It's lazy. It's capitalist because um, it's a, a lot of this has to do with money and lobbying and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but not to want to go down the, the, the gun rights and gun issues rabbit hole. That rabbit hole, yeah. Right. But that's just to say that we, again, we, we, we really need to think about, is that what we want to be known as a country? That our street, our streets aren't safe for anybody, children, for anyone, for anything, you know, for old people, nowhere in, mm -hmm. in, a, in a country like this country and you're safer in a third world country mm -hmm. in some instances. And we got to just really, like I said, reevaluate, re I think, as a country and as a society, who do we really want to be? You know, and it, it, it's, it's very disheartening and it's hard to, to, to find the, the silver lining and be positive on all of it. But I will say that. And again, just to challenge everybody again, don't 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 turn away from it. Don't tune out these stories when they come through and, you know, that community could be your community, could be my community, you know, and whether it's you just sharing something on your own social media, whether it's, again, if, if you have some type of platform that you can leverage to shine a light on, you know, these issues and then putting forth solutions that you may think would be of value and of benefit. We need to do that and we need to do more of that. Period. So. And in speaking on authorities and people in power and voting, because if you take nothing else from, from this show, please vote. Like it's the it's the very, very least you could do. If you are capable and able-bodied and, and have gotten the, the registration done, 
go bull, period. Um, but in light of legislation and government, there is another topic that we desperately need to talk about uh, on this show um, involving um, a judge in Texas. So we from Texas, but I don't want to rep that a little too hard right now. I'm, you know, right now I'm a Virginian. I don't know too much about what's going on down there. So, <laughs> Mo, you can take it away. <laughs> You've lived more of your life at this yes. point in Virginia than you actually have in Texas. Yes. So, I mean, yes, so, at, this, at this point, yeah. That's above me. I don't know nothing about what they got going on over there. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but myself, yes, as a Texas-born girl, um, West Texas girl, um, <laughs> Texas is slowly... I'm not going to say slowly. It's been doing it over time. But Texas is beginning to make itself known for passing laws and pieces of legislation that actually mean to set us back. To set us back as a people, definitely to set us back in terms of Black and Brown people. And then in regards to women. Now, Texas... You know, it is not by itself in this thinking um, that women's bodies are meant to be legislated, um, that we cannot, should not exercise autonomy over what we do with these bodies, with what we do as the only body capable of bearing children. Um, and so uh, a judge in Texas um, has put forth legislation that in essence overrides the Federal Drug Administration or the FDA. It overrides the American Medical Association and most medical and pharmaceutical um, science evidence supported um, treatments for abortion mm -hmm. that has been proven to be safe, effective, little. It's the same as with the thousands of medications that are on the market to treat a number of different health issues and health conditions that all of them, no matter how you slice them, have some side effect. There's nothing on this planet pharmaceutical wise that we take that, is, that doesn't have something to say, hey, possible side effects may include da 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 da. But this particular drug has been determined to be safe about 50%, maybe a little bit more um, of the abortions that do happen can happen via this pill, which means that mm -hmm. women aren't having to go and um, have invasive forms of abortion. Um, and so this judge and the individuals who actually put this forward, who their premise is um, basically, it would hurt our feelings to have people uh, and women 
I'm going to say people, to have women be able to have access to this drug. If we if we give it, if we prescribe it, um, you know, to them. And this judge actually um, is seeking to make this law that this drug can no longer be used and be prescribed. And it's solely based on ideology, right? A belief as opposed to medical right. facts and science. Mm -hmm. That's a slippery slope to be on family. Like a very, very slippery slope because what we have to understand is in our judicial system, when laws get passed and laws get put on our books, they set precedent. Yes. Right? It's a very dangerous precedent to be setting. Yes. For those of you who don't know what a precedent, go Google it, look it up, right? But in essence, precedent means that I've set a standard. I've set a gold standard of justifying why we should and or shouldn't be allowed to do certain things. And so when you are saying that now the judicial system can override our healthcare, medical and science communities, mm -hmm. simply based on, again, some ideological, you know, ideological principles and beliefs, who's to say that they won't do the same thing for medications that are psychiatric medications? Who's to say that they won't do the same thing for, let's say, HIV medications, right? And we know there's a significant number of individuals who are HIV positive who are in the LGBTQ um, community. And we already know that's another community who there's being constant legislation being passed to somehow invalidate these individuals in the life that they want to live. Who's to say that they don't pass it and say, well, you know what, we, we, don't, we don't feel like we need to treat individuals who now are HIV positive and getting medications that are actually quite expensive and quite costly. We no longer want to be able to support um, those types of treatments because we just feel that, you know, they got this disease by an activity that they shouldn't have been engaging in in the first place, right? Again, when you base a law on ideology and not fact, and God forbid it gets passed, it, it goes back to just precedent. There's nothing stopping anyone, any judge in any state from feeling as though something that bothers them particularly should then affect the rest of us, specifically marginalized groups. Exactly. And that's the thing that is, 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 is I think that's the, the biggest thing that's scary. They have long been hell bent. And by they, I mean white men. Let me be very, very specific. I mean, white, old, Republican, I mean, old, just going to say white men, um, white men in power and in, in positions of power and positions of authority, um, historically have felt ownership or a sense of ownership or some 
arbitrary sense of entitlement. Um, the bodies of women. Yeah, the bodies of women. That um, our bodies are here for the purposes that they deem necessary and, you know, useful to them. What we choose and want to do with them be damned. Um, I don't subscribe to that. I know most women don't subscribe to that. I think those that do, you know, bless you. Um, I, me and the God I know and talk to on a daily basis don't subscribe to that thinking either. Um, mm. And this again is another one of those instances to where women, all women, because this is just one of those where it's not black women, it's not white women, it's all women. And it is something that implies to every generation. So even the women who are like, my, I can't have no more kids, even if I wanted more children, which I don't. Um, but I shouldn't not care about this. Exactly. Right? So we have to realize all like we, we need to take a whole 360 on 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 this issue because every woman is infected in some capacity even if you are a woman who is no longer capable of having children you may have children you may have daughters you may have nieces and if you're a grandmother because you have daughters you have granddaughters you have grandchildren whatever the case may be we are all we all know women who are capable of bearing life who should be able to make that choice on whether or not they want to do so and should be able to make it safely. Yeah, safely. I'm so glad that you said that because that's the other element and the other side to this. You know, so there's the, 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 the dangerous precedent that this could set if it's passed. It's the continued white male thought of dominance over the female body. And I'm trying to watch my words so that I don't curse. Cause I think I've done good. I really don't think I've cursed that much on the show. I'm very, very proud of myself. Speak your mind. This is a, this is a rated explicit anyway. Might as well um, just go ahead. And <laughs> you know, so I'm trying to like, mm. Mm. Um, so there's that, but then also that third point that you just said, it's the safety, right? We, <laughs> You know, you have legislators today, in, in testimony in this case, you had an, an elected official. I forgot where she was from. She might have been a representative out of Ohio, but don't don't hold me to that. But I do believe she was out of Ohio. She is bringing up the instance to where there was a 10-year-old girl who had been raped. They did not want to permit her in her state that she lived in to get an abortion. She crossed state lines to do so. This elected official, elected female official, basically says, well, while it would have been difficult for this 10-year-old to give birth to this child, the woman's body was made to have children. 
That is one of the most idiotic things I have ever heard. Yes, a woman's body is designed to withstand childbirth in most cases by design, by God's great, beautiful, magnificent design for us as women. However, you're talking about a 10 year old girl. Her body is not equipped to bear a child that age. No matter if biologically, she's obviously releasing eggs. She has the faculty to begin to make children. That faculty can start as early as nine years old in some girls. Does mm -hmm. that mean that at nine years old, she's technically by definition a woman? Absolutely not. But that is what this elected female official said that, that this was, you know, that, that that was no reason to justify the use of this medication, of, of this method and form of birth control. They want to say that you can be raped, molested, assaulted, violated, don't matter, had a baby anyway. Then you but have- Not even just in cases regarding assault. Because that is something that gets brought up quite often. It's like, oh, well, in cases of assault, you don't want the X, Y, Z. The case. end of the day, regardless of whether assault occurred, regardless of whether it was something traumatic that that brought forth the pregnancy, we as women should be able to make the choice on whether or not we have a child. A child, of course, with consider if you're with a partner who you know is involved and wants to be involved then of course have that conversation with them to figure out what you want to do. But in a lot of, in a lot of these cases, you have women who recognize that they are just not capable of being fit mothers saying, I don't want to bring a child into this world that I know I'm not going to be able to raise properly. Right. That I know I'm not going to be able to sustain properly. I'm not going to be able to nurture them properly. They're going to end up either in a system or with disabilities or, or things that, that could have been avoided had I made a different choice. And that's what it comes down to is choice. Exactly. Whether you want to, whether you don't want to, that should be your choice. Exactly. Exactly. 100% period, like full stop. That's, you know, don't pass gold, don't collect $200. That's that, that is it right there. Loop. And it's, it is, it's the continued desire for people in this country to say, I want to take that from you. Um, and playing devil, devil's advocate, as I love to do with people who want to have this conversation. So you say, oh, well, you know what, have it. You don't want it. Get it for adoption. Think about the issues that we have right now with our adoption system in this country. Foster systems. Think about the abuse that's happening within foster systems. Thinking about the lack of funding that foster systems are receiving across the country. The fact that you have children who are now being homeless because of foster systems. The fact that people are now using children in foster systems for a check, not to raise them, not to, to, to nurture them in any capacity, but to get paid. Be so for real, like, come on. That, that part, all of those parts. <laughs> we can talk all day about abort, uh, uh, foster homes and, oh, we'll give it up for adoption. We can talk about that all day, but are you contributing to the, are you trying to adopt a child? Are you going to the foster care systems and trying to trying to select a job? I don't think so. 
people who speak that way are only using that as a distraction method to, to take away from the fact that they know that like, if that's what you want to do, then that, that should be again, your choice. And again, bringing it all the way back. We're the only ones who have wombs. Only ones walking around here with uteruses. At last I checked, those are required. That's a required component. You can't have no children, can't have a baby without it. We're the only ones that got them. In addition to that, it's also that these laws and these pieces of legislation unjustly, disproportionately put all the onus on us. Right. Legally, you cross mm -hmm. that state line, you go get that abortion, we gonna mm -hmm. lock you up. Right. Hmm. It takes two people to make a child. Right. You know? We, and again. Where is, and my thing is, is that. <laughs> if where's the equity? To, right. And if we <laughs> wanted to, if this was truly about making children and uh, protecting life, that's what I'll say. Right. If this was truly about protecting life to be like, oh, we don't want lives lost children or otherwise it comes full circle back to the fact that children are now unable to attend schools without fear of losing their lives why are we trying to protect children that don't even exist yet boom they're not here we have children who are here right now who are existing in the flesh and are fearful to show up at school be for real like you talking about protecting life what about the life that's right here in front of you you can talk all day long about protecting life and oh i'm pro-life this is what i want and we need to do this that the third if you're not trying to be active in the problems that children and the lives that are existing right now are facing i'm not trying to hear that and you could just go ahead and be around that bush and say what you're really trying to do which is not protect life it's to keep down women in this country, which has been a continuous thing. It's, it's a historical thing. It's not something that has ever stopped. Right. But it's to exert that. Goal. Exactly. It's to exert that control. Exactly. It's to keep up this, um, you know, again, this premise uh, that women must be held into, you know, we, we got to be kept in check. Right. And again, we can't, step, we can't step outside of, you know, this arbitrary box, you know, that they've now painted with everything from religion right. to, you know, again, everything but the science, the science and, and again, the choice. Yes. If you were worried about birth rates or overpopulation, whatever the case may be, where is a contraception? Planned Parenthood are getting shut down across the country. Right, because they also didn't, they got mad when Obamacare was being placed because Obamacare had a mandate to say that you needed to provide oral contraceptives to people, to, to your employees. Oh, that was horrible. Okay, well, you don't want to help me not make a baby. But you don't want to help me once you the baby's already made. You don't want to help me not have one. If so again, it's not about overpopulation. It's not about the protection of life. It's not about any other arbitrary things that they can make up all religion or science. It's not about any, it's not based in any of those things. It's based on an ideology that women should not have bodily autonomy, 
period. There you go. So, and in that case, just say that. <laughs> like, Thank what you. are we beating around the bush for? What are, what are we having you. all these extra conversations? Oh, but my religion and all this, that, that, that. Just be honest. Be like, I'm sexist and keep it pushing. Like, I'm sick. <laughs> this that, is like, that what are we like, using all these extra words and this? Very simple. Be outright. You ain't run around here caring about a zygote because that's basically what, what we are. Right. <laughs> For those of you who have taken any kind of anatomy and physiology or biology or class, exactly, and took a biology yeah. class, you understand that within the first, I don't know, week or so following conception, we we are a zygote. We, we barely even exist. A like, zygote to you know, we're we're an embryo, mm -hmm. and yes, you know, and yes, there there are very key components to life that are in these embryos. I'm not here to argue you over when life begins. That's between you and, I don't know, your doctor and your Lord, I guess. However, to my beautiful Y2K's point, y'all are worried about something that literally is the size of a pin, tip of a pin. Mm -hmm. it, you can't even see it. While the people that you can see are dying. Right, exactly. While the people that you are seeing every day, the beautiful, young, bright minds that are going into our schools and not coming home. The 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 <laughs> the people going into our churches, the people going into our grocery stores, the people going into our parks. You into know, the movie. Exactly. Into the movie theaters. Um those again who you see every day and you don't care enough about them again to put in common sense to say you don't really need an AR-15 assault war style weapon and if you want one you're going to have to go through some extra steps to get it. But we, but but like you said, but you going into this clinic of your own, paying out your own pocket, or using your insurance that you are also paying for out of your pocket, and saying, "Hey, look, doc, I need this pill because you know I'm not ready to have this baby. I don't want to have this baby. Whatever." That's 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 a problem, and and that is that in lies again. This country has Very a lot dangerous of dangerous precedents. Yes, this country has a lot of issues. And it's already set some pretty bad precedents. So family, we need this not to be one. Um, I don't live in Texas anymore, as the Y2K pointed out. We, we are Virginia residents. We've been Virginia residents for some time. Virginia slowly, its issues are bubbling. We'll see how those- the surface. We'll see how it all ends up playing out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. Say we, we go. I'm sure we're gonna get to some stuff happening going on in Virginia too on one of these episodes. But for those, for my family, right? For my aunties, for my cousins who can vote, because I still think in Texas, is if you're a felon, you can't vote. It's another issue we got to get to. Family, you literally have this orange man saying he don't even really care if he do happen to get convicted, which would make him a felon you can actually still run for president as a felon. Think about that family. 
you can still run for any political office in this country if you are a felon, but the people who are already elected don't want felons to vote. Right. So I'm going I'm to let y'all marinate on that because because we're going to come back to that. Cause again, for a second. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna let you you know think and, and, and marinate on that for um for a little while. Um but before we get out of here, um we're really excited, right? So as 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 my beautiful Y2K mentioned, so she's you know finished finishing up, you know, this sophomore uh some year will be done. Um, you know. She's, she's got some amazing things coming that she'll be involved in this summer as well. So really, really excited about that. We're going to save that and share that for y'all uh, in some upcoming episodes. But we will be back with you live in May in person. So we will be live in color and together in May. And that will be our next one. Now, in between that, Will we bring it? Because who who knows what's going to happen between now and like two weeks. So it may. So in between that, though, family. So she and I'll be bringing, you know, when when some hot things come up, you know, we'll be putting some little snippets together just so that, you know, this is what we thinking. You know, mm-hmm. this is how we feeling. Um, like I said, I we got the draft coming up next week. You got the NBA playoffs happening right now. We didn't even get into the whole Draymond Green um suspension. Because that man, <gasps> we gonna we don't have to get into that another time. We don't got enough time today, but mm. we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna have to have like a whole sports because you know a lot going on in the sports world. A lot going on in the sports world. Um, but we just wanted to let y'all know that family, we really appreciate, you know, those of you who, you know, mentioned us on the chat, those of you have gone on Apple and gone on Spotify and watched and downloaded the episode. We really appreciate it. Please keep it up. Um, we see the the views coming through um, on uh, YouTube. Um, and so again, we just, like I said, we, if, if, and if you watch and you know, no, we don't have maybe the typical, you know, flow. We, we're kind of building this as we go. Because mm-hmm. what's really important, you know, I think for us, again, is that we take a moment to to share, I think, for us to connect. But then also, um, you know, we we can maybe take some time and share some things with you that you hadn't heard about, that you were mm-hmm. not aware about. I think like that's that's the beauty of, I think, all podcasts. Yes. You know, is that you like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, or I hadn't heard about that. Cause like I said, it's so much happening, right? Um, and so that's that that's a big part of like our why. And so we just want to thank again for those of you, a big shout out to my friends at Mosaic. Um, thank y'all for retweeting uh the last um ep- the previous episode that we did. We really appreciate the love. The Mosaic is an awesome um group. Really, really um, strong po- policy advocates. I'm really so excited to to um, um, work with them and and be a part um, of 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 the efforts and things that they're doing. Um, so big shout out to them and thank. I really appreciate them um, for sharing. Um, and um, you know, like I said, family, we um, it, it's a lot that, that needs to get done. I think we're up for the task. Um, 
you know, and as long as this stuff happening out there, I need y'all to know that me and my Y2K right here, we're going to have something to say about it. So absolutely. Every time I'm going to let her have the last words, give us our closing marks, give us our benediction before we get on up out of here and not go get up on this treadmill. Period. So again, to my millennial mom's point, thank y'all so much for listening and, and tuning in and watching us just, you know, chit chat basically. Cause we be, this is our like meetup time. Sometimes we just be talking um, <laughs> cause we miss each other. But um so excited to see where this goes to continue to grow like she said we're, we're kind of building this up and taking it week by week to figure out you know how we want to do it and spin it and all those things so bear with us of course but thank y'all immensely thank y'all so much i can't wait to see again all different things we talk about to maybe get some guest speakers that'll be really cute that'll be really fun um very excited for this summer because we'll have a lot more time on our hands. We can do a lot more stuff and fun things with this. But yeah, um, in this next week, like I said, if it's nice where y'all at, go out, enjoy the, the warm weather. Um, take care of your mental always. Protect your peace always. And have an amazing week. <laughs> Love y'all, family. We will see y'all in May, Here's which is Mental month. Health Awareness Month. So y'all know that's going to be a really, really key month. So yes, love y'all. See y'all in May. Bye. Bye.